Welcome to PR360, a weekly public relations podcast where we bring on the best and brightest minds in the PR industry. We discuss the important topics that you need to know. Tune in every Wednesday to find out. Hosted by Brett Dicer and in partnership with Global Results Communication. Find more information on globalresultspr.com. And welcome to a new episode of PR360. And I'm your host, Brett Dice. If you could please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings. And let us know how we're doing. But this week, I have Stella Bales with me. And she is a co-founder of a PR tool called Coverage Book. Based, and is an author of PR Digital Resolutions. Also about using SEO with PR management, which we all need to know because every time our bosses are like, okay, I need to see the data. Where's the data on this one? Is this doing well? So we're going to be talking about that with her. So welcome to the show, Stella. Thank you for having me. And first question as all my guests is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? This should be a quick answer, shouldn't it, this question? I'm coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon. Mm. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean... Not a lot of people like to do decaf or like like to call it fake coffee. But wow, yeah. Tea I mean, is if, like, if we're going to spend time on it, <laughs> I have coffee in the morning, normal caffeinated tea, and there's a new one in the UK which has malt in it, which is almost like tea and biscuits. And then I have a decaf tea late afternoon. There you go. Long answer for the first question. <laughs> hey, it's it's... It's your little routine, which is fine. I think I just have coffee in the morning and I'm like, I'm done for the day. (laughs) But anyways, I gave a very brief introduction to you. Can you give a little bit more of an overview of your expertise? Sure. So, yeah, work of direct is a coverage book um, slash co-founder. A coverage book has been going for seven years. I haven't always been in PR technology. Um, me and my team actually created that tool out of a need in an agency. So I was always agency side um, previous to that in my career. So um, I was in traditional PR agencies from age 18. So that's about, uh, <laughs> do the math that I don't want to do, but about 18 years. Um, yeah, traditional PR agencies. And then I got really into PR measurement. And then because of that, joined a digital marketing agency in early 2009 when we I started to put PR and SEO together. And that came from my uh, curiosity around how to get better at PR measurement. Um, and then when I was in that agency, I worked with Gary um, Preston, who is the, uh, the main founder of Coverage Book. And we created Coverage Book as, as I say, a need for um, some problems that we had with reporting in our agency. And then turns out everybody in PR had the same needs. <laughs> and it's a tool that's now used in 52 countries. There you go. A quick brief overview. Well, I mean, you're right. It really does have an impact because if we can't figure out if we're actually doing SEO or how well our campaigns are doing, it seems like a lot of bosses are just like, I don't know if I can keep you. I don't know if this is good or not. So I feel like you guys hit on something because every PR person's like, well, how do I gauge this measurement? So how do PR pros gauge the measurement or 
figure out what's successful to their bosses or convince their bosses that this is successful. Yeah. Well, in public relations, it's all to do with what the objective is. So how that's whatever objective is set right at the beginning of that relationship being formed of somebody realizing that they need public relations. Right. But if we're specifically looking at SEO and PR and that is the main objective, um, then yeah, there's many there's many indicators of success. The main one would be normally if people were saying that they need SEO and PR joined together, it normally means that they need some kind of uh, increase in visibility in Google search results for something. So some content, it might even be their coverage. Um, so that would be, I mean, there's, we could spend a couple of days talking about the uh, key indicators for success for SEO PR, but normally that would be what people would be needing and looking for. Gotcha. And I mean, we've talked about a little bit, but is how important is it to gauge either reach or engagement is engagement better than reach because it's always been that, I guess, age old debate, what's better engagement or reach because yeah. it feels like, we need both, but one's more important than the other. And how do PR pros basically gauge it right? Yeah. So if you're measuring the success of PR and SEO working together and to see whether PR is having an impact on search results, then obviously, as I said at the beginning, we'll be looking at the increase of visibility around some content or a brand, but then bringing it down a few levels to see whether you're a specific communications activity is having an impact on that main objective then you do get down to those more coverage level indicators so what you will be looking for that so reach normally is a um, a metric in traditional pr i would say it's not as important so reach would normally be how many people might read a publication online now or or how many yeah i mean that's normally what reach would be called now that isn't as important in seo however the influence of a site that you gain coverage on is really important but there's a different metric that people who do um, SEO PR or digital PR as it's now being called these days would be looking for and that's called domain authority and there are other tools which might call it a trust flow score but domain authority is the one that I use and we use in coverage book as well and it's a score out of 100 one to 100 and that gives you a really good idea of the influence of a site so if you've gained coverage on a site you and you are doing that with SEO as an objective you really want to know how influential that site might be online and therefore to google because your link within your coverage might then more be more powerful so you want it to be closer to 100 uh, of that so that would be a really key metric so rather than looking at reach you want to look at the influence of a site and how it might influence those search results I could keep I could keep going with the metrics that you might need to use in SEO PR, but I would say if you're just starting out, start looking at the influence of the sites that are in your target list. Gotcha. And then similar to what influencer marketing has been, is influence in this part more about gonna be more about niching and finding your little spot within it, or are we still caring about like the, the big influences of the bigger publications? Cause I feel like 
there's both, but you need to foc you could focus probably on a smaller one than more niche influential publications than just the big old New York Times or whatever. Yeah, a perfect SEO PR strategy would have both. And also not just articles, but also bringing in some social into that as well, which I'll come on to. But if we stick with the influence of um, on the size of the site and looking at the domain authority, yes, nobody can deny if you get a link on Forbes, for example, you, that's going to be a great indicator to Google that that your coverage and the link that is going out to, to whatever site you're promoting, if Forbes is recommending that piece of content, Google is going to take notice. So it does have a big influence. So you do want those top-tier DA sites, as you would call them. And and they're normally really close to that. I mean, I don't know the Forbes DA off the top of my head, uh, but I imagine it is close. It's probably around the 98 mark, if not 99 it'll be in those late 90s. So, of course, those top DA sites are really important. Some of them do have, are we going into the detail now, if we're ready, Brett, for the detail. Some of those big publisher sites will have no follow codes on, on their links. So, you might want to bear that in mind. Uh, that means that your the value of that link doesn't get passed on. But you shouldn't take it out of your media list. I'll come back to that uh, later on, hopefully. But, yeah, you do want those top DA sites. But, yeah, going back to some of those niche sites, you want lots as well. So you can't – we can assume that people listening to this podcast are people who have at least sold in in the past, if not are selling in regularly. And we all know that it's, it's impossible to get blanket coverage over every huge publisher site. So you want to – get a nice spread of those recommendations from all sorts of different sites as well. Just as well on the, on the niche uh, side of things, it's, I would always say it's good to home in on whatever your piece of content is about or whatever you're promoting. If you can get involved, we really get that sort of recommendation from true influencers in that particular topic as well, then they're more likely to talk about your content or you on social as well, and that all helps with indications to uh, to Google too. So yeah, it's it's always good to have a mix of both. And then, I mean, switching a little bit to like content, how important is it to mix that within the SEO part about like video, podcasts, pictures, etc.? Because I understand that getting on publications is good, but can SEO be uplifted with the content that? you may create or you may find an agency to help you create or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I would say don't even start trying to get coverage on sites and links back to a site, uh, back to your client site without starting with content. Content has to be at the heart of every SEO PR strategy. Just to say, like, I don't know if this is happening in the US, but in the UK at the moment, people aren't really saying SEO PR anymore. They're saying just digital PR. I'm going to say SEO PR just so we're clear on the type of PR that we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, I would say it has to, content has to be at the heart of the strategy. And the reason for that is because you need to provide a reason for people to link to it. If there's if there's no if there isn't any engaging content or something different or something that people want to recommend, then they're just less likely to link to it. So it's really got to be that's your starting point. It has to be great content. Gotcha. And then 
what are missteps that people or PR pros tend to do when it's all about SEO and PR management? Is it that they look at the wrong stuff? Is it that they just don't know what they're looking for? Because Google Analytics can be one of those like daunting tasks of looking at and going, I, I don't know which metric is better. Yeah, I would say there is a lot of conversation around no follow links in this kind of area of PR. So I mentioned it just a moment ago when I talked about some of the big publisher sites and they, uh, so you might have gained, let's go back to Forbes, you've got a good piece of coverage on a huge publisher site and you have a link going back to your client and it's time to celebrate, you've gained a link on a huge domain authority site, but you check and it's got a no follow code on that link which is stopping the seo value going on now you will read there's many blogs and advice out there that will say that's terrible don't celebrate it and i get it it does it that it's it's true that will not be passing on seo value however if you have gained coverage on a, on a huge site like that you will find that if it's influential, not just to Google, it'll probably be influential to other sites, to the readers. And so people may, and if it's a good story with some good content at the heart of it, then other people will start to talk about that as well. So you might find that you'll gain other coverage on other sites or people might talk about it on social and still link back to your coverage. So um, a, a misconception might be to remove those publisher sites that have no follow links from your target list. I say, don't do that. Keep them in because if you have got a great story, you've got great content, then you might get the, the, um, the recommendation elsewhere. Gotcha. And then how has the pandemic either changed or made PR pros rely more on digital? Has it been that big of an impact? Because the pandemic really has hit almost every part of industry from logistics to supplies to whatever so how has this impacted the seo and pr side of it yeah i mean i would say similarly if you were doing a traditional pr job right at the beginning the news agenda completely changed and everything i mean it it still is very pandemic led it's starting to become get a little bit more back to normal but it's still hugely led by the pandemic so i would say that this is not just an seo thing this is just a communications and, and, and selling in story point that we just need to remember that we are communicating with the public and we need to remember how they're feeling, what they're going through. Do they care about your infographic about, I don't know, burgers? Do they? Is it sensitive to what might be going on in their world? So I would just make sure that, you know, before the pandemic, it used to be fun stories. Let's do a survey about dogs eating hamburgers or whatever it might be, something random. And don't get me wrong, people do still like 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 hearty stories. Uh, we just need to be aware of what is going on a lot more and be sensitive to it because otherwise our story just won't, won't land. Um, and I feel that that has, people are doing that in communications. And we've found that we, I also work on another tool called answerthepublic.com and it's a free tool and you can, so our team have 
two tools called Coverage Book and Answer the Public. And we've found that more PR people have been using Answer the Public in the last two years than ever before. And that's really because they're, ga- they're getting a good gauge of how people are feeling. So they might put their topic into. So quick explanation if people aren't aware of the tool. It basically pulls in all of the questions that are being asked in um, it's put into Google um, in real time and then just gives you a nice big display of all of the different questions that might be related to your topic or your brand or whatever it is that might be in your story. So it gives you a very good, it's a similar, it's a similar kind of piece of research to like social listening, but it's called search listening. And that gives you a good sense of the kind of questions that are happening right now. So especially if you work in travel, for example, if you're doing SEO PR in travel, you want to make sure that you your story is taking into consideration some of the, the 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 needs, the questions that are going on in people's heads around travel right now to do with the pandemic, you know. So I would just say that's one of the big things that has changed. So just be aware of that when you're sending in. I can attest. I've actually used Answer the Public a couple of times. So I, I know how good it actually is. So I didn't know you made Great. it, but good job on that one. Because I think just about every PR publication has talked about using that for social listening research. So does it does even that change between industries, let's say like medtech PR, tech PR, do all these types of listening and or measurements change as industries change from different let's even say from different tech industries, because they're all different in their own little way. So how do we get the right listening for the right industry? Is there a specific way of doing it? Or do we kind of just have to go along and be like, okay, this is what I need to know for this industry. And this is what I care about for my industry. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's such an interesting topic. I think especially being in public relations, I don't know if everyone's going to agree with me, but I'm going to say it. We've um, historically not been that great at understanding the public, even though our whole name is public relations. <laughs> we should have been called journalist relations because we've got to know our journalists and our media before we got to really know the public. But I do believe that is changing a lot more now. But yeah, we we do need to do that. So thank goodness we do have technology that does uh, tap into conversations in social, taps into the way people, what people are searching for to understand because before we had technology like that, we would rely on surveys or focus groups and that would A, be biased and B, be very out of date when we're thinking about the kind of world that we're living in right now. So, yeah, going back to your question of the different verticals that you might be working in and what you need to do, um best thing to do is a yes know your your world and 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 know what you know your brand and what you might want people to be looking at but take yourself out of the branch and really get your yourself into the the mind of the public which we are we are people and just forget that you are in marketing forget all of your brand messaging because the way people search and ask questions they won't be typing your key messages. They won't have been uh, channeled into the way that your brand is thinking or the way that your medica- you know, your medication both is wanting to get their, their comms out. So that's why playing around with something like Answer the Public or just starting with Google and going to, going to a Google search box, start typing in something that's a topic that relates or whatever it is you're communicating um, and start to look at those top 10 suggestions of how what questions are coming up because it's in real time and it, it gives you a lot of insight into how people are feeling right now 
And I think that that is um, the biggest, it was the biggest shift for me when I went from public relations to, to search, really just to try and forget all of the brand key messaging that I was in the world that I was living in and to really truly put myself in the in the shoes of the audience that I was trying to reach because um, you'll get such a much, much better insight and then, then you'll be able to communicate and start to influence. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that. So, I mean, it's another next question is how do we get to understand our public? Is it doing more extra content like live streaming or even more social listening through social media? Is it doing more types of like polls, surveys? Like, is it something that we aren't doing extra or is it something that we just have never really done before? Because I feel like you're right, we are starting to get there, but we're still kind of lacking in some areas. Yeah, I think um, the, the the single biggest thing that people could do uh, is just actually involve audience research and insight into weekly weekly their weekly activity because it used to be I mean and it still is for a lot of agencies and marketing teams that they would have this insight phase maybe at the beginning of the year so you know we're in October we're at the beginning of October now and there would always be this sort of annual um annual sort of reoccurring activity that we would do would come to the end of the year we would have our end of year reports we would review the year and all of the campaigns that we've done hopefully pat each other on the back and then say great what budgets might we have for january okay well now let's do let's do a recap of our insight and and some audience research um and then it would go in and go yeah the personas are still right okay now let's do studio activity and we might return to it if we're doing a different kind of campaign or reaching a different type of audience six months later but it never used to be just a a regular how are people feeling right now? And I just think that, especially with the pandemic and just everything else crazy that's happened in the world in the last couple of years, public feeling changes rapidly. Um, and not only do they change rapidly, it's uh, the public uh, understands their data more, they understand how they're being tracked more and just becoming more savvy. So I think that we just need to, a, use all of the technology we, we have in being able to do our social listening um, on social media, but do do add that to search um, listening as well because it really is an incredible insight to uh, how people feel and what they need because they just pull their phone out and search for something quickly. Um, we, we do it without even noticing, all of us. And it gives you a really amazing insight. But uh, once you sort of have that, and I would say... We, we build it in sort of weekly, but then also just getting involved in your own community. So depending whether you have your a customer base for the coverage book, we're constantly sort of dipping in. We, we're, people are surprised, uh, but we actually, we do have a head of um, customer support, but all of the team still will take turns and go into customer support and just be there on the live chat. I do it uh, most Thursdays, just drop in because you understand so much more about, you know, it's much better than a survey if I'm just talking live to our customers. Um, so, yeah, if you have your own communities, your own customer base, just keep that up as well if you can. Gotcha. And you were talking about tools, but what are some other tools besides yours <laughs> that you can accurately track PR measurements? Oh, PR measurement. Um, 
there's so many it really does depend on what your objective is but we are I think we've been talking about SEO and PR quite a lot so I would say um, a few levels so the first level would just be monitoring for your coverage there are lots of different monitoring tools out there I think that you should try and just use Google <laughs> um, and um, yeah Google's great and then BuzzSumo is another great tool um, to track your coverage um, and then you want to be looking to see whether you've got any links I would say coverage booth because it's much quicker we do we have a link scanner but also, I have already mentioned domain authority as a score that you want to be looking at for your um, uh, sites that you're gaining coverage on. And that comes from um, a big platform called Moz, which is M-O-Z, and they do a great um, Chrome plugin um, for all sorts of things. So uh, the Chrome plugin, you can quickly see on your Google results, like how influential those sites are. So if you men's lifestyle and then you get all of the sites and you'll see all of their DAs also in their plugin and um, I mentioned no follow links and um, it has a great little highlighter tool where you can go onto your coverage and it'll just by color codes tell you whether the links are followed or no followed so that's really cool and then of course going on to the next stages of um okay you've got your coverage you've got your links what did what happens with those links um, and then you want to be looking at uplifting traffic. So obviously any analytics packages that you and your organization might be using, there's analytics, um, Adobe might have some. Um, yeah, just learning about all of those. There's so many more, but I would say that they're, they're your basics that you need. <laughs> That's a pretty good list. I've probably heard about, I've actually heard of all of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> good. But Fun question for you. If you could revolutionize PR, how would you do it? Um, if I could, if I had a magic lamp and I could drop <laughs> that magic lamp, then this is my wish be true. Or like a staple <laughs> yeah. easy button. Um, understand it for everyone to, or finding a way of understanding the true value of earned media. Because I think budget constantly gets put into earned media and PR even though we cannot st still to this day prove the financial value um, in, in comparison to paid media um, but we but everybody knows that, that it's doing a great deal <laughs> and it is bringing a lot of value to organizations um, I've had many conversations about attribution uh, marketing attribution and where earned media and public relations falls into that and um, SEO is is even still quite difficult to bring into that just because of the way it's tracked and all of the different indicators that can make um, changes to Google search results and then PR is sort of attached to that too so I think that we, we could probably be doing this podcast in uh, well I had this conversation 10 years ago and, and, and attribution and, and media still has a question mark over it nobody's really really solved it there are some tools out there that say that they do it but they, they can't not not truly um so yeah I would love um a way to be able to truly find that value of earned media um and then through through SEO but uh yeah, uh, media attribution. That would be how we would totally revolutionize PR. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts for listeners? 
Um, just uh, if you are new to, because I know that not everybody is um, use, thinking about SEO with PR, and it, and and actually, I would say is that it it doesn't always work in all verticals of PR. But if you are recommend, you know, if you need to uh, help promote a website. And if there's an e-commerce element to that website and you're not thinking about SEO, make that your first step after listening to this. Um, yeah, and if you need any sort of basics, because there's some blogs out there will make it really confusing. And when I moved from SPR to SEO, the jargon and the lingo, oh, my goodness, it took me about two years just to get through all of the um, abbreviations. <laughs> but I would say, um, yeah, just this will totally increase your budgets and improve all of your measurement and and make you a very happy pr if you start to bring seo into your measurement but um down i think like my i think i'm still giving away my book for free at the moment so download my book because it's a real sort of beginners of if you're in pr how to get started with seo all right thanks Stella, for joining pr 360 and sharing your knowledge on pr and seo no worries thanks for having me and thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings. And let us know how we're doing. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Get to know your SEO and all those other attribution links and all those other influential links and everything else in between. And see you next week. Later, guys.